and this is our weekly adventure into the unknown, unexplained, unappreciated music of the last hundred years. We're here for a special occasion known in the the Western world as Christmas. Ooh, you know, speaking of unknown, Santa. Speaking I, I of unknown, I Santa, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? Hey, you're flying around here. You got a bunch of flying deer. Well, I mean, come on. What with a big red nose? What's going on over here? But hey, they never I let appreciate him play. the presents all these years. Never let him play any reindeer games? They never let him. Well, Adam, you know, Christmas has been celebrated for not that long. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, about as far as we can go back into the medieval period, there were Christmas carols. But they sounded like this. So very solemn. No real joy. Minor key. So this was done in medieval times, you said? Yes. This is this song is at least 400 years old. Wait, when did Christmas start? Well, it was the first day. Most people, when they think of carols, will call to mind Silent Night, Holy Night, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and other old favorites that have become part and parcel of our Christmas tradition. But there's a whole repertory of medieval carols for Christmas and Easter that is just as fresh and appealing now as it was in the, its heyday. So, um, yeah. This is called Noel Sing We, a two-part carol with mixed Latin and English. I heard Latin early on. The burden has an added part in Faux Bourdon. The last line of the verse is closely related to the beginning and the end of Burden. You know, back then, you know, Christmas was just about, you know, getting away from Krumpus, you know, was there to kick your butt for just being evil. Oh, yeah. No presents. They were just like, I'll get you. I mean, it doesn't really give specific years, but that's the part about medieval. We don't have specific years. Yeah. You know, sometime yeah. in the 12 to 1400s, you know, maybe 1100 to 1400. This is nice, though. Yeah, it's sung by the Primavera Singers of the New York Pro Musica Antiqua under the direction of Noah Greenberg. Noah? Noah. I know a Greenberg. You know a Greenberg? I, I, I know a couple I, Greenbergs. I actually won. <laughs> but Just one? Believe it or not, yeah. All right, let's pick another carol here. So yeah. we've got um, Noel Sing We. Now that was Ave Maria. That's pretty known. Gloria. Hallelujah. Lullaby. Lolo. Lulo. Ooh, I think I know what that one is. That I think that may be now called the... Uh, but a bing, 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 something carol. Let's listen to that one real quick. I want to see what that's like. So that's band four. One, two, one, two, three, four. 
Nope, that's not it. Oh, that's yes. not it. Sorry. What tidings bring us the messenger of Christ's birth? Ooh, listen to that. That's very Baroque. Now, if it's not Baroque, you don't fix it. But Baroque came after Renaissance. So we've got medieval, then Renaissance in the 1400s and 1500s, and then Baroque came about in the 1617, and then we had classical, then we had romantic, then we had modern, postmodern. This is definitely, definitely not that old. This is much more complicated than medieval music. I love the cross. Are those music is that like a cross with music stuff? It is apparently. I think it's probably reproductions of old, you know, uh, tapestries or something. The human race. Pretty cool. Did you just say the human race? Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's very water scent of you. You know what I'm saying? Human race. Pretty all right, all right. It's a thing. Human race. I once, I once, oh, <laughs> I once wrote a lyric that said, I don't want to run, but I'm stuck in this human race. Oh! <laughs> The audience has been quite jovial the yeah. past couple of weeks. Yeah, they have. They're very... You know, I'm glad that we're getting this season right. Because remember when we did Halloween? Oh, man. <laughs> it was like all happy songs. Wasn't it all happy well, songs? Well, Halloween is a very difficult season because any, any most of the stuff's going to be um, well-known, you know? There's not like obscure Halloween songs because Halloween's existed even less time than Christmas has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just haven't had enough time to have, you know, forgotten Halloween songs. Why don't we write obscure Halloween songs that we could just play on our show? We could. I, I mean, next season we're probably going to do our own theme. Whoa. You know what I mean? That's now, intense. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> for the season three theme. Adam, when you think of Christmas, modern day Christmas, what do you think of? Well, ornaments. <laughs> Close. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe these aren't going to be the real ones. So, this record says... Lester Lannon and his orchestra play the Madison Avenue beat. Have fun dancing and listening to America's most familiar music, 58 TV and radio commercials. Mm. But I guess they're not actually going to have the copy. They're just going to play the music that goes along with it. So, Lester Lane, huh? Lannon. Oh. L-A-N-I-N. Lester Lannon. Yeah. So I don't know what this is for. Oh. Somebody might be able to tell me. Let's go to the next one. Do you think he got... Sponsored by all these people to make this record? I'm sure they paid something, but... 
Yeah, I don't know. It, we, I really was hoping we were going to get some some actual uh, salesmanship here, but it's just big band music. <laughs> it's... <laughs> well, much like Christmas, sometimes you don't get what you want. And uh, I got a, a record full of generic big band swing. But if you were around in the 40s and 50s, maybe you recognize some of this. Oh, that's the, uh, the Colgate commercial. Oh. Basically, they all have sound pretty much the same. Yeah. This was for something spicy. That sounds like a spicy. That's a nice. That's a nice. Woo! Hot tamale. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the audience applauds for no apparent reason. Yeah. But uh, there it is, the Madison Avenue beat. Uh, apparently, tons of famous commercial jingles. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, they they lied to us through song. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, Adam, we're gonna go a little crazy because I've already picked out your forty-five for Wait the week, Adam. Wait a minute. Sorry. I can't believe this. You didn't even talk to me about it. It's a gift, Adam. It's a I gift that a gift. I've decided to give you in lieu of our traditional. Of our traditional man in an alleyway. All right, you ready? Let's see what this is. Steve, the local police found a badly beaten elderly man in an alleyway early oh, this morning. No. He was barely alive when they brought him into the hospital. Oh, How is he now? It looks like he's going to make it. Since when are we interested in characters found sleeping in the street? Sleeping this in particular the street. character was Dr. Fritz Koenig. I don't recognize the name. Not too many people know of him. He immigrated to the United States before the Second World War. He was a specialist in molecular <laughs> wow. structure. We already have a All flashback. The point 20 seconds in. Steve. My sources Steve. inform me that Cody has been working as a toy designer for the Dancer Manufacturing Company oh, for the past he 10 years. Toys, I've got a feeling that Dr. Koenig is back doing his old work in molecular structure, and oh. someone is trying to steal it from him. Later that evening at the Dancer Manufacturing Company, Colonel Steve Austin quietly slips in through an open vent. Colonel Steve Austin? Is that what he said? Colonel? Someone's coming. I'd better find a place to hide. There, behind those boxes. There's a guy doing a, an impression of I gotta show you, Mr. Vazowicz, this is a genuine article. We are prepared to pay whatever amount is necessary to take <laughs> possession of the machine, if and only if it performs to specifications. That is the purpose of this test, to prove the capabilities of the molecular duplicator. The power oh. of such a unit is very great indeed. We could revolutionize the tactics of war. Here we are, sir. Jerry, prepare the machine for use. Now, just wait. Watch over there. It's gonna pay that off. Toy army tank. Set the duplicator on five and. Ooh. Nice. Nice synth. See? In a matter of seconds, a perfect duplicate of the original toy tank. Amazing. Amazing. But will it work with full-sized weapons? Why? Uh, I don't know. But I must know. <laughs> I'm entrusted yeah. with a great sum of money. I must not be swindled. I need swindled. to see an actual tank reproduced. Then it will be arranged immediately. Oh, here come the dogs. What is that? Attack dogs. I came from here to frighten away intruders. I think we have one on the premises right now. Uh-oh. Jerry, release the dogs. I think we have oh, one on the exit. premises. I hope I can outrun those dogs. Way out of here. That's right. <laughs> he sounds like George Bush, Please, number two. Stop it. We gotta get out of here. Listen, folks, we gotta get out of this mess. I have to jump the fence. Oh, one, 
too. It Here is goes. George Bush. This is this is so very narrative. I gotta jump the fence. Now to report. Now to report. Early the following morning, Steve Austin meets Oscar at the City General Hospital. Oh no. How is Dr. Koenig? Getting stronger, Steve. How did you make out last night? I'll tell you when we see Koenig. I think there are a few things he can explain. Mm. I tell you this much, Oscar. He hasn't been idle in the last couple of years. Something <laughs> Eric big idle? tops Oscar. And a man by the name of Vasilich seems very interested in paying whatever it takes to own it. Alexei Vasilich? I have never seen him before. Tall, heavy set, wears flashy clothes. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Who is he? He's a weapons broker, the oh. most powerful underground espionage agent in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, wow. I've been underground. trying to get my hands He's on powerful. him for years. Seems like everyone knows who he is. Yeah, right? I hope so. He's Let's the most well-known underground. Let's see what Dr. Koenig has to yeah. say. Dr. Koenig, this is Colonel Austin. We are underground. There's something he would like to discuss with you. It has to do with a molecular duplicator. How did you know about that? I saw it work last night. A man named Dancer. Space modulator. He knew my invention worked all along. Continuum transfunctional. What is this all about? <laughs> I retired from physics ten years ago. I could no longer get Remember myself involved in theories and equations. So I used a talent I had developed as a child, designing models and toys. I went to work for Mr. Dancer. He said I was good, but I couldn't turn out the quantity he needed quantity? to show profit. So I invented the duplicator to reproduce the my duplicator. toys in <laughs> I thought for the Christmas season Hand upon us, over. he would be happy with the idea. But no, that scoundrel, he robbed me. He robbed Now he plans to sell it to the highest bidder. Germans we don't say ours. Him. I've been thinking about that, Oscar. The logical thing for him to do is to bring Vasilich to the tank. But he can't get into a military base. No, but the National Guard Armory has a tank platoon parked out back. Oh. I don't even think they have a sentry on duty. Oh. Let's get over there. And they left the keys. Huh. Oh Steve, what happened? Vasilich Does shot a tank have a key? And his accomplice, Jerry. He thought it was a trap. You mean... Dr. Koenig was right, Oscar. The machine doesn't work on large objects. No, the tank doesn't. was reproduced, but the molecules couldn't stay together. Oh, my gosh. It exploded gosh. into dust. That pile of rubble is all that is left of a tank? Well, Dr. Koenig, at least, will have his machine back. I was hoping we were onto something that really worked. Get the duplicator. It's Christmas, Oscar. Maybe you Damn should it, buy where's the duplicator? <laughs> <laughs> Get that laughing. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a sound clip of my ever heard one. They get on rhythm so quickly. He's just like, I'm gonna laugh and in time with your laugh. Oh. We try that? Oh my gosh, sure. Ready? That was pretty good, was it Adam? It was <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our first half of our show. Yes, we've come to the end of the first half. What, what, what you haven't realized, and what most of you have been saying for the last eight minutes, has been, why the hell are we listening to the six million dollar man grapple with the most uh, well-known underground arms dealer? This is called Adam the Chris. Kringle caper, and he's got a Santa hat on. Wow! Yeah, and yeah. Um, he's got. Oh yeah, Adam was taking a video. Maybe I took a little video that. of this. We'll put that on our Instagram for you. Yeah, we'll put it up there. And not only <laughs> Adam, uh, the six million dollar man, the Chris Kringle caper from Peter Pan Records. 
It says right here, it was made in Newark, New Jersey, 07105, made in USA, ladies and gentlemen. Where do you see that too often? You see uh, Newark, uh, the world takes, or is that Trenton? Who's who's the world, uh, Trenton makes, the world takes? Is that what their slogan is? I think it's Trenton, right? Yeah, I think it may be. Well, you know, Newark is good too. Newark, Newark used to be good. I mean, people lived in Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> Newark used to be good. Yeah. I guess we're going to take a little time off before we get back to Steve Austin's side B conclusion yeah. of the Chris Kringle caper, and maybe Whoa. they'll actually get to something that refers to Christmas. Uh, yeah, I, I Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Well, Adam, I, I I saved this specifically for you. Because man, this is just all these presents today. Yeah, it's kind of a man, presents. two in a row. It's kind of a present. It's like thing. Christmas for me. Yes, Christmas in December. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to take a guess because oh. you'll see why. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. All right, here we go. What are you guessing? I'm gonna guess what track has what I want to hear on it. Okay. You'll understand in a second. The saw? (laughs) It's so quiet, we have to turn it up. Ladies and gentlemen, the musical song. It almost gives me a like a piercing headache. It's I had it on the roof of my car and I drove away with it and I lost my musical saw. I had the bow and everything. They're hard. They're not the the Kim, this person carrying this tune is a genius. Well, I'd like you to take a look. They're not at, easy. I want you to take a look at the, the person. You gotta bend that thing. I'm telling you. It's... <laughs> I thought I was there gonna die. But now I'm found. Hey, look at the photo. There it is. The saw and and the bow right next to it. You can see and that on our wall. Instagram page. You know that? Did you know you go to our Instagram you go page? Go to it. Or you can go to Facebook. Oh, look at these things. Go to Facebook if you want. All right, well, let's see. This guy. Balsamer? Yes, this guy, Paul McCoy. Allegheny Trails is the record. We just listened to Amazing Grace on the Saw. And uh, there's things called Dulcimer March, which obviously has a dulcimer on it. Flop Eared Mule. Didn't we hear some other. We heard another. On another show, we heard Flop Eared Mule. I know we did. Mm, it was, I think it was probably. on the. What was the. What was the what was the the um, the the father son duo that we called? We called a number last season, first season. We called a number. It was a father son, and we got oh, a hold of a college. Right. Yeah, I remember that. It was right before pandemic times. We called right before. Well, wait. So what are you saying? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> I'm lost. I keep up. <laughs> they did a version of Flop Ear oh, Mule, I oh, believe, oh, that's right. that's on their saying. record. Because you recognize that, don't you? 
Yeah. You know that song. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's just see what this version sounds like. I don't think it's going to have a saw on it. I just... What do you, you might have the dulcimer. That's what I'm thinking. He had one hanging on the wall. Yeah. There it is. I'm, Which I'm, proves I'm really that you really want a dulcimer. I do. It's time. It's now two two shows in a row. We, I know. we find a dulcimer track that speaks to you. I've been listening to dulcimer for the past two months. Every every day. I need to have one. Yeah, those big strings. And that's what this season is about, isn't it, Adam? Yeah. It's about joy. Joy. Well, you know, Adam. I want to hear one more. One more. Uh, track on here just to see if I can find one more saw piece because yeah. this is why I thought saw. of you when it when it said on here the pluck dulcimer hammered dulcimer and musical saw album that's what it's called wow you know like that's his full on uh introduction so I'm thinking that if we go to the side two track six Paul McCoy I love him Paul McCoy is Allegheny Trails. Nope. Oh, one. Maybe this one. Yeah, it's going to be in this one. Here comes. <laughs> <laughs> that guitar. I was like, it's calling for this song. This is like an old black and white cartoon when the wind starts to blow. Yeah. Ooh. So hard to get a saw in tune. <laughs> They're hard to play. I know. I'm saying it's it's not a uh, it's not an exacting instrument by any means. Everyone loves the saw oh, for Christmas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the saw, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Dan, for bringing the saw into the mu- my world. <laughs> the musical saw for Adam and his lost. Musical saw, well, which uh, I bet someone I, has it. I was gonna say I, I want to make a bet that. Um, oh wait, there's something in here. Ooh, a treasure. I want to make a bet that somebody picked it up off the road and used it as a real saw. I know they're just like, what is this? Look Why at this. What do you got? It oh, I remember what these are. I found this in a bunch of uh, DJ stuff, and these were from the store that you'd put in the record shelf. Look, it says Elvis Presley. Right. I have one that says Elvis Presley, Jailhouse Rock, Treat Me Nice, which must have been the B-side. We have a Paul Anka, You Are My Destiny, Jimmy Rogers, Honeycomb, and the Hilltoppers, My Cabin of Dreams. Wow, that's kind of cool. You can get all these for 89 cents each down on the Allegheny Trail. Wow. So that's going to go back And then look the the other side of them. Were they like newspaper or something? I think that these came in some sort of promotional thing where you'd read this side, and then you could just turn it into your backings if you wanted. That's cool. I guess. We'll put a picture of that. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, put pictures of that. Put pictures of that. 
you know. And if you see what you like, you just got to go looking for this stuff, people. You, you know, you and like? I can't stress that enough. No that if you find some sort of little nugget of truth here on the Christmas episode, that you make it a point to go find these artists and see if you can figure anything else out or if they need COVID money, you know, buy a little CD, even though no one buys CDs anymore. Mm. Now, it's not just Christmas time, Adam. What time it's also it? going to be Hanukkah. Oh. In fact, it was well, Hanukkah by the time this comes out. So here Very we go. Very nice. Oh. I can remember when people knew this without taking lessons, but it seems times have changed. All right, never mind. <laughs> I'll be happy to teach you whatever secrets I know. Oh, here we the go. The important thing, after all, is that you should get a proper education. So to help me teach you, Crap. here is a young man who thinks he knows right, more about this subject than a mother. Thank you. How to be a Jewish mother. Properly practiced, Jewish motherhood is an art, a complex network of subtle and highly sophisticated techniques. Absolutely. There Master it is. These it's called How to Be a Jewish Mother. Be yeah. Unqualified success. I, the I envy can't of your make friends this stuff up, Adam. And the backbone of your family. Gertrude, Gertrude Bird techniques and you is. In the black day when you find your children can get along without you. So pay attention. <laughs> you pay attention. Lesson one. The basic techniques of Jewish motherhood. You will be called upon to function as a philosopher on two distinct types of occasions. Uh-oh. One. When anything bad happens. Two. When anything good happens. Ah. Uh, when anything bad happens, point out the fortunate aspect of the situation. I'm giving Thus, it a little bit more laughs. Ma. Ma. What's the commotion? What? What's the commotion? What's the... Ma. What's the commotion? That is, that's a great sample right there. If anybody wants that, I'll tell you where to get it. Yeah. Well, you should be grateful they didn't also cut your throat. Oh, that would be a great. That would be another great sample. Let's do that one. We'll do the Christmas. Grateful they didn't also cut your throat. Also cut your throat. Cut your throat. Cut your throat. Throat. <laughs> Maybe next time you'll know better than what? the fool with rice. All right, we're doing a Christmas mix. Yeah, oh, yeah. When anything good Didn't happens, cut your throat, cut your throat, cut your throat. Aspect of the situation. <laughs> so that the evil eye shouldn't suspect things are going too well. <laughs> Thus. Ma! Ma! So what's the trouble now? The youth group raffle. I won a Pontiac convertible. You won a Pontiac convertible. Very nice. Insurance alone is going to send us to the poor <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I mean, who takes part in this sort of thing? Like, do they, is it, you know, is it like, is it cool? Because if you're Jewish, you get to make fun of yourself. But I'm not Jewish, but I'm listening to Gertrude Bergen, How to Be a Jewish Mother, by Dan Greenberg, with David Ross. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to find something that even mentions Hanukkah on here, but I don't think anything... I don't think it's going to pan out. There's a guide to entertaining, to relaxation, to education, to thrift. Oh, we should listen to that because that's where I get all these records. Uh, sex and marriage. Uh, blah, blah, blah. How to be a Jewish grandmother. And then glossary of terms. Ooh, maybe we should just go to that. Yeah. 
I, I think that's really what, what really stems is context, ladies and gentlemen. If you know the, if you know the vocabulary, A fine boy. you can at least be there. Glossary of terms. Here we are mm. with a the nice live studio boy. audience. A young man who owns his own car. <laughs> a good boy. A young man who owns his own car and brings his girl's mother candy. Okay, see that? A this fine is, boy. This is not a young real. man who owns his own car brings his girl's mother candy and studies medicine. <laughs> you let me down. You let me down. Yeah. I was hoping for some high quality. The rise of the Goldbergs radio program. I'm the wondering, what? like that second paragraph. I'm wondering if the TV show, The Goldbergs, oh. was inspired by this. I don't know. Are they Jewish? I don't know. <laughs> I've never watched it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, we're swinging for the fences here, folks. <laughs> On this Christmas version. No, your bells. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your Christmas version. Now, Christmas comes in many countries and many styles, and when you're looking for Christmas music, you have to think outside of the box. Hmm. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, you know, for Christmas, it's like what's in the box. <laughs> That's true. You want to know what's outside of the box. That is true. It's, uh, well, it's the person opening up what's in the box. <laughs> Where's my studio audience on that one? I know. Oh, they got me. That's to a it. pity. They're just That's pitying a pity. me. Uh, it wasn't that funny. Okay, well, no big deal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what I did have on deck, just for, just in case, you know, we kind of ran out of unknown Christmas music. I did find something. It's probably a while ago. It's probably pre-C. PC. <laughs> and um, it's a guitar player. And she's pretty awesome. She plays... A Christmas guitar? Guitar for Christmas. Ein Garage on Wienwagen. And we know this song is what? Uh. <laughs> Adam's having a moment. I'm burping. Do you need, do you need a Heimlich, Adam? Christmas Heimlich? Hi, Kiva! Yeah, what did we call it? Not in a Christmas connotation. This is what child is this? In right, 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 Christmas right, right. Connotation. But, but this song comes back to the medieval. Speaking of medieval Christmas, Oh, it's called something different? Oh, yeah. Right there. That melody is... We don't know. Nobody knows who wrote that. It's called Green Sleeves. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I almost brought my Glean... Green... Glean? Green? Green Sleeves green record sleeves. today. It was like this... Yeah. It's, you have it a Green funny. Sleeves record? Well... Kind of. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Now you're now you're pulling we'll, we'll now you're pulling it. one. You're like no, it'll no. make sense later. <laughs> Listen, Chris Kringle comes out at the end. <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah, green sleeves. Of course, of course, of course. Leona Boyd, a guitar for Christmas, and guitar for Wine Benachin and guitar for Noel. She looks like an angel. She does. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see her angelic presence playing a Spanish or classical nylon strained guitar. She plays also Christmas Overture, Silent Night, The Little Drummer Boy, Yuletide Garland, In Dulce Jubileo, Jubilo, <laughs> Away in a Manger, Spanish Carol, Sheep, Sheep May Safely Graze, ooh, say that five times, Sheep May Safely Graze, Sheep May Safely Graze, Sheep May Safely Graze, Sheep May Safely Graze. <laughs> Good job, Dan. Now you do. No. Wait, she. What is it again? <laughs> Sheep. Sheep. May. May. Safely. Safely. Graze. Sheep may safely graze. Sheep may safely graze. Sheep may safely graze. <laughs> Sleep may safely heeze. That smart man, he smelled fart. Wait, smelled smart. <laughs> I slid a sheet of sheet I slit, and on a slitted sheet I sit. Can I see it? Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, even though it's not live, we'd like to get the studio audience in the mix. Yeah, I mean, it's a great recording, and you're probably not going to hear it on your Wyndham Hill night. I mean, it's in German, that's what I mean, that it's got German... Uh, writing, writing in addition to the English, so I suppose. Did you say that, and it went, and I like didn't pay attention? Well, I was reading the German, sort of assuming that you were understanding that I was reading some other language. Wait, that you read German? I read it. I don't know what it means. I can pronunciate it. Pronounce. Pronunciate it. <laughs> That's like the most amazing moment. <laughs> Isn't that like, the, that's the irony? The, yeah, super irony. <laughs> mispronouncing the name of something that means to mispronounce, to pronunciate. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite moment in history. It deserves all the tags. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Adam, if you had to pick a favorite Christmas song. Winter Wonderland, Little Drummer Boy, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Joy to the World, Sleigh Ride, Jingle Bells, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Jingle Bell Rock, and Silver Bells. Which one would you pick? Oh, let's go with Silver Bells. Silver Bells. That's because um, I did. A, I made a really funny video for my, for my page. Oh. Singing Silver Bells. Are you singing it like this? Whoa. <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> Silver bells, silver bells, soon be Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Oh, they Oh, boy. Here it is. Silver bells, silver bells. Yeah. Don't, Dude, don't worry. This is like Shaft Christmas. Yeah. I'm a bad mother. <laughs> Christmas. What you talking about? I'm just talking about Christmas. <laughs> I'm just talking about silver bells. I'm just talking about silver 
Check it out. It's uh, Disco Christmas. Or Christmas Disco, one of the two. Ring a ling. Little sharp to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> it's a disco. It's a disco Christmas. Yeah. All of you, a disco Christmas. Hey, disco Christmas. Disco Christmas. We should have a disco Christmas party. It's a Yuletide event. Is there a dis- disco Christmas party? Well, if they're not, there should be. I want to have a disco Christmas party. Like I want to throw one. Like in the, in the barn. Well, we're gonna have to combine a lot of barn parties, but oh, I think it'll I think it'll go well. We may have to find a bigger barn. And we can ask all of our local friends to write a disco Christmas song. Yeah, to do a disco Christmas song in honor of Disco Christmas. Yeah, I like it. I'm serious. I'm like, I'll bring the air horn. It'll be all good. Those of you who want to participate in Disco Christmas 2022, <laughs> just write us. Like, who the hell are you talking about? Say, we want Christmas, let's go. Disco Christmas. I know, Christmas Day can't come soon enough. Well, as you all know, ladies and gents, what? Disco Christmas was recorded in the 70s. You know who else was in the 70s? Um, Steve, Steve Austin, the sixth million dollar man. Solving the Chris Kringle With caper. Only seven shopping days left until Christmas. <laughs> oh! Steve Austin suddenly remembers he has not bought any gifts for his friends. And there relatives. it is. He decides to go to Geffner's, the large department store downtown. Oh, it's just an advertisement. Oh, there's our advertisement That's from it. the Madison Avenue record. Wow. Are you? <laughs> What's all that commotion about? That's where the store Santa Claus holds court. Apparently, some kid didn't get what he wanted. The second side. They talked about Santa Claus. Sounds more serious than that. Sounds more serious than that. Hey, mister, give me my Christmas present. Give me my present. I think you better give it to her. Get out of my way. Put that gun away. Someone could get hurt. Not if you leave me alone. Not if you leave me alone. Stand your ground, Lars. Is that a ray gun? Oh, that was Steve Austin. Springing into action. Later, at the Office of Scientific Intelligence, Colonel Steve Austin Later. is in the security conference with his boss, Oscar Goldman. Good thing you called me in on this, Steve. When I grabbed that guy, he dropped the package and it broke open. I could see the thing inside was no ordinary Christmas present. It was That's a why train I picked set. it up and got it to you. I tried Steve, to get it to Dick you Cheney. seem to have a talent for finding trouble. But in this case, you may have stumbled on a major espionage ring. An espionage ring? Oh, no. Steve, the man you fought with in the department store is Harrison Fredericks. For a long while, he's been known to be a free agent in the espionage market, and he selling likes to his play services Santa to Claus. the highest bidder. 
But what is even more interesting to us is what he was carrying in that package. What was it? It was an electronic fuel cell for our latest attack missile, the SYR-9. Get the duplicator! After Fredericks was arrested, we suspected that the man playing Santa Claus at the department store was being used as a go-between for moving the stolen parts. Did you bring him in? About 20 minutes ago. He's clean, Steve. He doesn't know a thing. He probably wasn't involved at all. Just <laughs> gave out the gifts to kids in line. Yeah. Which means a dead end. Not necessarily. No. If he were to take to. a few days off and be replaced by another Santa mm. who could keep a trained eye on yeah. things, we may get lucky. Who did you have in mind? Why, you, of course. Who needs it? That's what Mr. the 70s needs. Laugh track. Yes, who are you? I'm Steve Austin, the new Santa Claus for the toy department. I can't see why they hired you. No belly, no beard. You need a total makeup job. I don't know whether or not you'll be convincing. Yeah. The man in the office upstairs said... Why didn't you get fat? Yes, I see. Where do I change? In the locker room at the back. Yours is number 13. You'll find a red suit and beard in the locker. Thanks. Some good footsteps. <laughs> oh, that's good. there's the rotary phone. This is Maris. Kids, that's what a phone used to sound trouble. like. No, no, a new Santa Claus. The other guy got sick of something. No, I just think that it's strange that this new guy shows up after that guy, Fredericks, gets arrested. This guy after that oh. guy. This guy comes in here to replace the old Santa. He doesn't look like a professional Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, well, if there are any problems, what should I do? Yeah? Are you sure? Oh, this is one side of a I've phone conversation. I've never done conversation. that before. Yes. What? What's he going to do? Hey, yes, sir. Goodbye. Yes. I've never oh, done that he's gonna before. Do? We're all going to find out. Yeah. I know it. He's putting his heart into it. <laughs> I think I need some more padding around the middle. Well, let's fix that beard first. Here we go. Yeah. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad. Now just go out there and hand out the gifts. Make hand sure out. you take them from the pile on the left. Pile on the left, left pile. Yeah. And don't get it confused or you may be out of a job. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Santa has no patience. The real Hello. Santa. Oscar, it's your favorite Santa Claus. Steve, how are things going? I think I'm onto something, Oscar. Do you remember that little girl who accused Fredericks of stealing her present yesterday? <laughs> She's yes. from Baghdad. Her name was Sandy. That's right. She came Sandy. by again today for another gift. The boss of the department, Maris, insisted that I give her a box from a different pile of gifts. What do you make of it, Steve? Could the child be involved? I'd hate to think so, but at this point, <laughs> I think we have to consider every possibility. I have to take Get her out silently. The troops. I will. Goodbye, Oscar. Don't Oscar. turn around, Mr. Austin. If you make one move, it'll be your last. Oh, I suspect scary that's music means he's being might held be an up. Undercover agent. Now, my suspicions are confirmed. Yeah. I heard every word of your telephone Ooh. call. Wait. Welcome off a lot leader. We're better here. Where from the business ships is your man? Now, my suspicions are confirmed. I heard every word of your telephone call. Don't be a fool, Maris. The agents are surrounding the building right now. By then, it'll be too late. Goodbye, Mr. Austin. Huh. Oh, no. Ooh, it's our combat record. What's he doing? Steve, are you all right? Just fine, Oscar. Our man here isn't the top of the line. Don't worry about that. I had a hunch you might need help, and I had one of our men on the scene. He followed the little girl out of the store, and she led us right to Mr. Big. And we grabbed him, and I guess that ties it all up. <laughs> okay. There it is. I guess that ties it up, the ladies and gents. Superman comes in and saves yeah, I think I think the audience is embracing the new Christmas tradition. In yeah. fact, they're really excited. They're laughing. They're getting really excited at him. This is like what standing ovation. Yeah. I mean, a Steve Austin Christmas where the only <laughs> the only plot point 
of the entire <laughs> saga of underground arms dealers and sort of shady deals gone awry and, and imagined holdups and fights. Mm. Um, there was a little guy playing Santa who they just had to replace to get Steve Austin <laughs> to finish the case, figure out smuggling was going on, and somehow they wrapped it up really, really quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're running out of time on the record, yeah. <laughs> they, they you have no option. They could have pasted just a little bit further south. They could have got rid of the uh, if you know what the I mean. Advertisement in the beginning. <laughs> the advertisement in the beginning. Well, yeah, was the beginning of the second side. Yeah, you've already listened to your first two uh, or your first side of four minutes, five minutes, and then uh, then you get to the second side. Second side. Well, Adam. Well, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna play one more tune. Comes from a local band who should know more about, and I've gotten express permission to play something on the air. It's our first. Who the hell are you? Local edition. Hmm. Uh, or actually, I should say current edition. Current edition. These That's what I was gonna say. Are obviously yeah. still around. And they're obviously needing COVID money. Christmas bell. So give it up for the Midnight Singers from the album Nowhere Else. It's Morning Light here on KBBL. <laughs> Christmas next year. Don't forget. Support one another. Don't yes. lose hope. Don't lose hope. That's right. Morning light. Mm. Gotta get up in the morning. See that light. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey. Hey. 